0: above every trial. We exalt you above every unknown enemy or entity that may come against your people. We worship you. We love you. We adore you. You are great and greatly to be praised, and we lift you up in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're so glad that you're here this morning. Uh, This mic was disinfected, in case you're wondering, Uh, but Uh, We're not afraid. I want to begin today by clarifying why we are doing what we're doing and uh, why we're doing it this way. As you may know, uh, Governor DeWine uh, issued a ban on gatherings of 250 or more and then uh, again further identified that as being gatherings of 100 or more. And uh, he did not impose that on religious institutions. There are constitutional questions, thankfully, in America that give religious institutions the prerogative as to whether they um, abide by those things uh, or not. And so we're thankful that our government recognizes the right of freedom to worship. But the spirit of what the governor was asking and what medical experts in uh, our nation have been asking is, please uh, do not gather Uh, in large numbers right now, uh, until we can get a handle on what this contagion level is, until we can get a handle on what uh, exactly coronavirus is, Uh, because this is something that is, it's a novel coronavirus. A coronavirus is the common cold, but this is called the new coronavirus or the novel coronavirus because it's it's, uh, stronger than the common cold. And so they just don't know yet, even the medical experts, what it is that they're dealing with, and they're asking everybody to plead, a please abide by these um, by these guidelines. Um. We're not doing this because we're afraid. We are not afraid of coronavirus. Jesus is greater than coronavirus, and he's greater than anything else. He has subdued all things under his feet. He has all power in heaven and in earth. We are not afraid of this, uh, but we are being good citizens. Part of being good Christian is being a good citizen. And uh, I've heard many people say, well, the only people at risk are those who are uh, elderly or have underlying medical conditions all the more reason to be uh, cautious because we have elderly and we have those with underlying medical conditions and we want to be able to minister to them as needed and uh, we don't want to be in a position where they are unable to be uh, near us because of of, uh, some kind of impracticality on our part so Uh, This is not something that you should be afraid about. It's not something that we do out of fear, but it is something that we do out of wisdom. Jesus admonished us to be wise. Wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And so that is what, we, that is what we're doing today. Uh, we're going to be praying today. We're going to be uh, praying uh, for our nation. We're going to be praying for our uh, city. We're going to be praying for our, the families of this great congregation. Uh, I want to start out by saying thank you to the great staff that is here and helping us to uh, provide this uh, provide this live stream to you, Brother Charlie Tierney, Brother Charlie Elliott, Brother Seth Holston, Brother Joshua Flynn, Brother Tyler Kovach, Brother Jeremy Curnute. We've got a great team that is here, uh, and I thank them for doing that, and I thank you for tuning in. Uh, this, is a, uh, this is a great opportunity, and it's not new to the church. It's new to the American church. It's not new to the church. Our brothers and sisters uh, around the world, uh, overseas uh, and abroad, have had to uh, conduct worship in their homes uh, for, for years, and uh, some have said, well, if you don't have church today, then that's, a, that's showing a lack of faith. Uh, that's not true, and uh, this is not a lack of faith. This is an exercise of wisdom and an exercise of faith in that are we are we're believing that God is God wherever we are. And uh, we do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together and so much the more as we see the day approaching. But when the whole community says to one another, could everybody just kind of lay low for just a couple of weeks while we figure out what's happening here? It would really help us in our effort to contain this. We are good citizens and we love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And we know that the healing power of God can reach into every home. It can reach into every street. It can reach into every community. And he's here right now and he's right where you are. In the name of Jesus Christ, you can be healed right where you sit, stand, or even if you're lying down. And so we give God the praise for that. I want to talk to you today about quarantine. Quarantine. What is quarantine? It is, um, it is an effort. Uh, in today's vernacular, it's an effort to, uh, to contain a viral contagion. It's an effort to somehow uh, bring it under, under uh, some kind of control and uh, cause it to be uh, less effective in its reach to people. Uh, What happens when the church has to deal with matters of quarantine? I know this is a strange time. Uh, It's strange because you aren't able to go about and do things as you would normally do, or if you do have to, if your job is one that requires you to uh, continue at the pace you have kept, um, then you do so maybe with some trepidation, perhaps some apprehension. I want to encourage you to know that you can be quarantined in Jesus Christ, Uh, in the safety of his hand, regardless of where you go, regardless of where you have to go. But, But do practice good hygiene. Make sure that you're washing your hands regularly, frequently. Make sure that you 're sanitizing surfaces and, and, and washing uh, places in your home, keeping yourself and, and the surfaces that you interact with clean. Uh, make sure that you 're not shaking hands with people, you 're not coughing on people, you're not kissing folks on the cheek and, and hugging them and just, just you know there's a little something uh, that has become uh, common place talk in the last couple of days, social distancing. We talk about social media, we talk about social interactions, but now we're talking about social distancing, where we, we actually remove ourselves from social settings and uh, we, we, we take efforts to make sure that we're not interacting too closely, just while we're trying to figure out what it is that we're facing. And so I want to encourage you to go in confidence, go in faith believing, knowing that God is with you, God is for you, he will not leave you, he will not forsake you. Practice all the wisdom you can. Know, at the end of the day, you did everything you could to protect yourself and to protect your family and to protect others, knowing that God will protect you uh, through it all. So we encourage you uh, to do that. What happens when the church... Uh, is in a position of needing to maybe hunker down, uh, somehow find themselves in a position of uh, watching carefully. Uh, Watch and pray, the Bible says. That, that, That means exactly what you think it means. It means to be watchful, to be mindful, to understand, to be aware, to know what is happening around you, but not to be overwhelmed with fear, not to be overcome with anxiety, but to pray. There is power in prayer. You can pray over your family. You can pray over your loved ones. You can pray over your home and know that God hears your prayer and he responds to your prayer with the miracle that you need. And so that's, that's uh, something we have to understand as the church. Uh, as I mentioned, it's not uncommon for chur- the church to have to, to lay low for a little while. Uh, worship in their homes. Something, I will submit, has gone uh, neglected for far too long. Uh, We use the church sometimes as a crutch. We use the building sometimes as our only means of access to God. Like this is the only place you can arrive at and feel the presence of the Lord. I got to get to church, we say. Well, the church, we know, is not this building, even though we are attempting to build a larger building. One of the reasons why we can't have service, if you've been to a Tree of Life Sunday morning service, you know there's not much social distancing going on there. Shoulder to shoulder and uh, friend to friend, uh, we're packed in pretty tight. So I do want to take this moment to say uh, we're going to flash the, um, at, 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 at some point in this uh, presentation today, we're going to flash the text to give uh, uh, signal to you because we do want to continue giving of our tithes and our offerings and our ready now offerings and our missions offerings and the various offerings that we give to support the work of God. During this time, we're going to re- be reaching out to people in need and giving to them as well uh, because as the economy suffers from this a uh, slowdown and downturn. We want to make sure that we're doing our part to help those who are in need. Amen. So we want to encourage you to continue giving of your tithe and your free will offering. That is how the Tree of Life Church is uh, financially sponsored. But but the church building is not your lone opportunity to find God and to be able to touch God. When you look at the matters of the scriptures, there are miracle, miracles after miracles that occur outside the walls of the synagogue, outside the walls of the temple, in people's homes, on street corners, where Jesus walked freely. I remember when I was in uh, Capernaum, uh, it pronounced uh, Capernaum, because it was the village of the prophet Nahum, the minor prophet of the Old Testament, That's where Jesus grew up. That's where Jesus performed his ministry. And as he did, he walked about healing the sick, raising the dead, ministering to people in whatever capacity they had need. When I was there, I asked our guide, I asked him, where would Jesus have ministered? Where, if I were just a citizen of of Capernaum, where could I have found Jesus and asked to receive of his ministry? Because I know where people can hear me minister. We blast it out, you know. Come to the Tree of Life Church, tune in, and, and you can hear the word of God. But where, if I wanted to hear Jesus, where would I go to hear him? And, and he looked at me, and he was just for a second, he was puzzled, and then he, he quickly responded and said, anywhere and everywhere, Jesus ministered anywhere and everywhere. Maybe this is a little test run for us to understand that, No, no, it's not just about. Uh, when we come to this place, when we arrive at this location, 6477 Cooper Road, Cincinnati, Ohio, 45242, the home of the Tree of Life Church is a great place to be. And we thank God for this location that he has blessed us with. But by no means is God relegated to this location. And you can find him wherever you are. And you can call on his name. Hallelujah. He's in this place and he's in your place. This is the church. We are not bound together by chairs and and by by a, a foundation of a building, we are bound together by the power of the Holy Ghost. We are bound together by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are bound together by the name of the Lord. And can I remind somebody that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it, and the righteous is safe. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. You might as well go shout right now. I feel the presence of the Lord in this place. Amen. There's something that happens when you open up the Word of God and you begin to read the Word of God and you trust in the Word of God and you depend on the Word of God and you obey the Word of God. Let's talk about some people in the Scriptures that were quarantined because it did happen. It's not just 2020 when it happens. And when it happened, it was not a lack of faith. I want to read to you from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear. Moved with fear. And so fear is a natural emotion. It's also a spirit. There is a, there's a natural adrenaline rush that can occur when something arrives at you and for a moment you feel like you're afraid. And, and Psalm 56 and verse 3 said, What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. So there are times where people are afraid. It does not mean that you are one who lacks a relationship with God if you ever feel afraid. It's not something that means that you are Weak in faith, if you ever feel afraid, it means you are a human being. But what do you do with that emotion? There's a difference between the emotion of fear and the spirit of fear. The emotion of fear is... Is, uh, it's not a, a spirit, it's, it's a, a trigger within you, a, an understanding, an awareness within you that I need to do something, I need to act. There's something that, that is incumbent upon me to do and I will do that. It doesn't control you, it doesn't intimidate you, instead it motivates you. The spirit of fear is the opposite. The spirit of fear will try to intimidate you and bring you into a place of cowering and and total debilitating fear. But but the Bible says that Noah was warned of God, of things not seen as yet, and he was moved with fear. Uh, He was not crippled with fear. He was not debilitated by fear. He was not disabled by fear. He was moved with fear. And and that's what fear needs to do. If you ever feel afraid, don't let it don't let it stop you. Let it motivate you. If there's a time in this whole scenario, and you might I don't know where you are on the spectrum of this. You might be in the spectrum of those who say this is all hysteria. This is just a uh, scheme on the part of people in charge to cause panic and stoke fears. And you know what? I'm not saying that's wrong. Uh, you might be in the the, the category of people who say that, uh, you know, I'm not going anywhere, I'm not going to talk to anybody, I'm not going to have any connection to anybody, I'm not going to touch anything, I'm just terrified by what's happening, and this is the apocalypse, and, uh, and, and, and so you might be in that category. And then there's this other category, and this is the category I hope we all can be in, that, that perhaps says this is a, this is a serious contagion, and we need to be mindful of it, and we need to be respectful of the fact that we have loved ones who are who are susceptible to this, but God is a healer, and God is on the throne, and he is the Lord our God, and we trust in him, and we will not be afraid. And whenever that little, that little twinge of, of, I'll say, fear develops, move with it. Don't be crippled by it. Noah was moved with fear. He prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and becare, became an heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. This is something Noah did by faith. The beginning of his story, Hebrews 11 and 7, by faith, Noah the end of his story Hebrews 11:7 He became an heir of the righteousness which is by faith. His story was sandwiched between by faith in the beginning and by faith in the end. And that's what our story needs to be sandwiched with. By faith, by faith, by faith. We walk by faith. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. When we when we uh, shut ourselves in for a period of time, we do it by faith. When we sanitize a doorknob, we do it by faith. Hallelujah. When we socially distance ourselves, we do it by faith. When we go to work in the midst of this chaos, we do it by faith. When we interact with people because we we don't have a choice, we do it by faith. We do it all by faith and God honors faith. You can have faith in God in this trying time. Noah didn't go uh, uh, high dive off the ark during the flood. He didn't go swimming during the flood. You don't see him in, in any kind of scriptural portrayal as having a snorkel or scuba gear or floaties. No, he, he took it seriously. And he shut himself in the ark that God had given him the exact uh, parameters uh, to build. And you say, well, what came of that? What good came of that? Uh, well, a lot of good came from that. I'll tell you, first and foremost, he saved his family. He saved his family. He saved all his house from the flood that came. Now, I'm not trying to liken coronavirus to the calamity of the flood. I'm not trying to be an alarmist. I'm simply saying there are times where it's good, it's just good to get in your home, gather your family around you, and say we're going to trust in the Lord. A little test run that we might have here. How many years have we been preaching that there could come a day when we won't be able to come to church. There might come a day when we're not allowed to go to church. And there are some nations whose constitutions do not guarantee religious freedom of worship who are mandating that churches absolutely shut down during this time. We're grateful for governors, mayors, presidents, and congressional leaders who understand that Uh, Our Constitution guarantees a religious freedom of worship so that we can gather when we want to. We also want to be respectful of what our situation is. And it doesn't hurt the church one bit. In fact, it helps the church to sit down in our homes, gather our family together. Even if you're by yourself and you don't have children or maybe you don't have a spouse, but, but talk to God within your home. Perhaps our homes need to be filled again with prayer. Perhaps our homes need to be filled again with worship. Perhaps our homes need to be filled again with the biblical instruction of the Word of God. Sometimes those tasks are are outsourced to a Sunday school teacher. Sometimes those tasks are outsourced to a youth pastor. Sometimes those items are outsourced to a preacher to preach to me the Word of God. But I want you to know how blessed we are that not only that we can gather together and worship, but how blessed we are that we can open up this Book and read it from the comfort of our own home. Turn the Netflix off, turn Hulu off, turn YouTube off, get away from the distractions of the world. Shut in with God in a secret place, beholding His power, hallelujah, to run this race. Oh, how I long to be shut in with God. We long for it until it's mandated, and then it may be a little bit of a different story, but I want you to take this opportunity, Noah to look after the salvation of your household. Take this opportunity to fill your home with praise. Turn some worship music on. Turn some preaching on. We've got the live stream right now. Go back and listen to some old YouTube messages, some old YouTube services. They're archived. Get the, get the power and the presence and the spirit of the Lord flowing in your home again. It doesn't have to be just in this building. Hallelujah. Know ye not that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. That's who you are. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You can praise him right where you stand. You can magnify his name. You can talk in tongues. You can lift him high and glorify the precious name of the Lord in your home. It's important. That's how I'm taking this. I'm taking this as an opportunity to say, Lord, just be the God of my house. Be the God of my family. Be the God of my children. Be the God of my marriage and my ministry. I want to get close to you, Lord. I want to get close to you, Lord. Coronavirus doesn't have any authority over the church. We could have had service and God would have protected us. But we're being careful and we're being watchful for those even outside of our assembly and for our seniors and for our elderly the Bible commands us to look after our seniors and our elderly it commands us to watch out for their good and so we don't want to be irresponsible with that we want to be responsible another quarantine that happened in the word of the Lord was it was in the life of Moses the first night of the Passover the Bible says that the Lord instructed Moses to paint the blood of the Lamb upon the doorposts of his home, upon the, 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 the entryway and upon the doorposts. There were, there were three uh, uh, swipes, if you please, of painting the blood of the Lamb upon the doorposts of his home. Listen, there's power in the blood. We know that that. that That blood of the lamb was not just the blood of any old lamb. We know it was symbolic of the blood of the lamb, which taketh away the sins of the world. And so we know there's power in the blood. And it's not just any kind of power. It's wonder-working power that's in the blood of the lamb. So Moses had this admonition from the Lord, this commandment from the Lord, to paint the blood of the lamb over the doorposts of your home and go into the house and stay there till morning. Blood of the lamb, yes. Go out of the house, no. The lamb is good for food, yes. Go out of the house, no. Protected by God, yes. Go out of the house, no. So, so again, being quarantined for a little period of time is not the end of the world. And it's not something that expresses a lack of faith. But actually, it's an opportunity to get in touch with God and to feel after God. There's a death angel on the loose in Egypt. There was only one portion of the population that was considered high risk in that day. That was the firstborn of every household. The other members of the family were not at risk, but they did what they did to protect the members of the society that were at high risk. And That's the same thing we do today. We look out for those who are at high risk and, and we conduct ourselves accordingly in a way that is wise and in a way that is not fearful but faithful to our calling. I will also uh, note that, that uh, Moses uh, introduced his family in that quarantine to the power of the Lamb of God, to the power of the blood of the Lamb. It was the precedent that allowed Moses to institute the tabernacle plan. Every time that lamb's blood was shed for the atonement of man's sin, it was a reminder of what happened on that night in Egypt when an angel of death came to pass through but had to pass over because as the old song said, when I see the blood, I will pass, I will pass, I will pass over you. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody ought to give him praise right now because of the Passover of God. Somebody ought to give him praise right now because the blood of the Lamb covers us and we have nothing to fear. And I want every one of our seniors to know and every one of our elderly to know and those with compromised immune systems and those with underlying medical conditions that the blood of the Lamb of God is upon you and we're covering you with prayer and we're covering you with with, with love and, and intercession in the precious name of jesus christ sometimes quarantines are necessary sometimes staying in is necessary sometimes social distancing is necessary even jesus when he performed his miracles on the earth and now mind you when moses and his family were inside their house it wasn't because god isn't a miracle worker it wasn't because god couldn't handle the death angel it wasn't because God couldn't heal and set free. No, God was all of those things. But but it was still necessary. It was still a necessary time, a necessary moment for them to stay in. You don't see Moses playing hopscotch in the streets. You don't see him uh, you know, playing hide and seek, going out and trying to, to just show that he isn't fearful. No, no, no. It was a time of seriousness and concentration. And the Bible describes that he did it by faith. Again, when we talk about This matter of of, uh, Moses, we understand that, that he did this through faith. In verse 28 of Hebrews chapter 11, through faith Moses kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. So it was done by faith that they practiced caution. Not by fear, not by some crippling fear. There was an awareness, there was a seriousness that settled upon them and they acted in kind. This is good for the church to realize we're living in a serious day. And those pestilences that the Bible talks about coming, they're real and they do emerge. And those signs of the times that the Bible describes, they're real and they do emerge. And the fact that Jesus is returning, that's a real thing and it's coming sooner than you think. And the fact that we need to be prayerful and that we need to be mindful and that we need to be prepared to do what God has called us to do, it's a real thing. Sometimes we lose the seriousness of it when we just come and go with with no interruption to our schedule at all. And so we want to be mindful of those things. Even when Jesus walked the earth, you see an attention to seriousness. The Bible is interesting because it says that when he walked in to, to heal Jairus's daughter, actually to raise her from the dead, that he sent everybody out. He sent everybody out. All those who were laughing. All those who were mocking, all those who weren't taking it seriously, he sent them out. He isolated this girl. He quarantined her so that he could perform his miracle working power in her life. When he saw the ten lepers, he healed all ten of them. Only one of them returned to thank him. But when he healed them, he told them to go and show yourself unto the priest. This was a a custom enacted by Moses' law because in Moses' law, when there was a severe sickness to keep it from spreading, they sent people out of the camp and the priest had to look upon the sickness to determine the contagion level of the sickness. This is not uncommon. This same God who brought manna from heaven this same God who parted the red sea this same God who brought healing to those who were bitten by venomous vipers this same God who was able to perform wonders in the wilderness sent them out of the camp for a time of quarantine a time of isolation and 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 so it's not uncommon and it's not an act of fear it's not an act of the spirit of fear and so Jesus told them to show themselves unto the priest to make sure and so that they would be aware that they had been completely healed uh, when he performed the healing in their body of leprosy. He did this interesting thing where he spit into the ground. One blind man needed healing. He spit into the ground. He picked up the spittle, mixed it with the clay in the ground, put it in the man's eyes and said, go sanitize, go wash in the pool of Siloam. God, did, God doesn't need all of these extra things to, to, to incorporate into his healing methods, but he uses them. He uses them. He uses them. And he gives us instruction and he gives us wisdom. And we're able to stay, say, the Bible says not to walk circumspectly as fools, but to walk circumspectly as wise. And that's, that's what we have to do in the middle of this difficult time. Walk circumspectly as wise, not as fools. We could err foolishly on either side. We could err foolishly on the side of it's nothing. Don't worry about it. You don't have to sanitize anything. You don't have to. That's foolishness. It's also foolishness to believe that that the that the end of the world is here and that there's no hope for anybody. It's, it's faith, though, and it's wisdom, though, to walk with understanding that God is on the throne, and if you will put your best foot forward, he will lead you all the way. Amen. 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 Let the church say amen. Right where you stand, say amen. Right where you sit, say Amen. Hallelujah, say amen in your home. Say hallelujah in your home. Say glory to God in your home. Magnify him. Let the walls ring with praise and worship to the Lord. Hallelujah. This is a good this is a good opportunity for us to draw closer to God and lean upon his word. Not to fear what we see in our society. You know what, it's good, to, it's good to understand what's going on. I saw someone say uh, so very well to uh, glance at the news, but gaze upon the scriptures. Glance at the news, gaze upon the scriptures. I thought that was well stated because it's important to know what's going on. It's important to know what, what you might should do next, but it's more important to know the direction of the Spirit of God in your life. Amen, amen. I feel the presence of the Lord tree of life church. You're going to be all right. We're going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. Things will get back to normal soon enough. This is not, this is not something that you and I should run in fear of, but this is an opportunity for us to lay low, to gather ourselves, to gather our family, to pray together, to seek God together, to let God be the Lord of our house together and when we emerge from this we're going to emerge stronger we're going to emerge with greater faith we're going to emerge with greater power we got a building to build we got work to do listen god knows what he's doing and he's not at all afraid of this so we don't need to be afraid of this either but at the same time he's directing our nation upon a path he's directing the world upon a path he's allowing certain things to to unfold So that we will be drawn closer to him. Let's let God do what he's doing. And be ready. Be ready. And for those in your world who are in fear. Those in your world who are searching for answers. Be prepared to do ministry unto them. Be prepared to to pray over them. Be prepared to show them who the Lord is. By the light that shines from you and your faith and your wisdom. Amen. Amen. Let's remember some people in prayer we're gonna remember our seniors we're gonna remember our elderly we're gonna remember our uh, High-risk those with compromised immune systems and underlying medical conditions. Let's remember all of our families Let's remember our children and our loved ones. Let's remember uh, The church tree of life church and the church of the living God Let's remember the people in our community and around the world who are suffering from coronavirus, especially those that are suffering uh, with severe symptoms. Uh, Many people will get this virus And some may not even know they have it. It will come and go. Other people might struggle with it more. We need to pray for them in Jesus' name. Ask God to completely heal them. Ask God to drive back this virus, to bring it down, to to shut it down in the name of Jesus. We want his perfect will to be done, and we know that God has all power in heaven and in earth. And we need to pray for those on the front line, our doctors, our nurses, our nurses, Our EMT uh, paramedics, those who are confronting this in a very physical, uh, way, exposing themselves and their families to this by having to treat it. Let's pray for them in the name of Jesus, that God would cover them with His precious blood, that He'll watch over them in Jesus' name, put a hedge of protection about them. I feel good about what God is going to do in all of this. The Lord is going to be glorified, and the church isn't going to be terrified. The church is going to be solidified, fortified, Amen, edified, and the Lord will be magnified in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Could you just lift up your hands unto the Lord right now? Wherever you stand, all across this city, in your homes, in your living rooms, wherever you are, if you're watching on your phone, if you're watching on your laptop, if you're watching on your iPad, The president asked that this be a national day of prayer. There are people praying all over our nation today. And there's something fundamentally different about America than than any other nation in the world. That we reserve the right to worship our God freely. Freely. Without threat of intimidation, we can worship our God. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear From heaven, forgive their sin and heal their land right now in one accord. Oh, hallelujah! Isn't that beautiful? I know we, I know that on the day of Pentecost, they were in one accord in one place, and I and I I love it when we're able to come together in one accord in one place, but we can sit together in heavenly places in Jesus Christ and so we can still be in one accord in one place in Jesus Christ in that one accord lift up your voice right now in the name of Jesus and call upon the mighty name of God oh mighty God we love you and we worship you a mighty fortress is our God our refuge and our shelter our trouble our our peace in the midst of storm and trouble god we worship you and magnify your name you are exalted high above all the earth you are worshiped and magnified and edified and lifted high above every principality above every power above every wickedness spiritual wickedness rulers of the darkness of this world you are the most high God be lifted up in our homes be lifted up in our hearts Lord I pray right now in the name of Jesus against this virus and every other virus Lord I pray oh God that you will subdue it in Jesus name drive back the darkness. Force it back, Lord, I pray. Protect your people. Protect this nation. Protect this world, Lord. Let people come to salvation. Let people see you for who you are. Let them see the glorious works of our God. Stretch forth thine hand to heal, I pray, O Lord. And use your church to do just that, O Lord. We come to you in the precious name of Jesus Christ, believing, believing, believing in the power of God. knowing that you have all things working all things according to the counsel of your own will we will not be afraid Lord take away the fear remove the fear from your people remove the fear from our hearts remove the fear from our minds let us be watchful but unafraid let us be cautious but unafraid let us walk boldly with wisdom into all things you have prepared for us. Lord, we give you praise for you alone are worthy of the worship and the praise. And the church said amen. And the church said amen. And the church said amen. Church said, amen. Lift his name in this house. We worship you, oh God. We praise you, oh God. I feel like I can hear you praising his name right now. I feel like I can hear you lifting him up in your home. I feel like I can hear the church, the saints of God around the nation and around this city, lifting high the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, I can't wait to dance with you again. I can't wait to shout with you again. I can't wait to lift up his name again. But until then, we're going to do it right where we are and let the whole city ring with the praises of the redeemed of the Lord. For he is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah hallelujah we love you lord we thank you lord we give you praise bind us together in a unique way oh god bind us together we pray in a unique way watch over us cover us with your blood let us be a blessing to our city our community and our nation and our world lord we thank you for this we give you all praise and glory in jesus name and the church said amen Amen. God bless you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We look forward to a great time.